gay. We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Prepare yourself. Okay, let's go. Susie, and we're already talking about food, rice, eggs. What else? <laughs> good morning, Stephen. <laughs> I'm always good for food. So, yeah, we can even change the whole topic of this program to food, and I'm good with that. <laughs> what did you make this morning? Um, well, I was lazy. I had a croissant with a nice latte that I made at home. <laughs> so, pretty simple. Oh, and uh, coffee or just latte? A latte, yeah. Like I have one of those, uh, is it a Bialetti? I think it's Italian espresso thing that you use. And yeah, I do my own. I have a nice little frother and fantastic. Wow. Say five bucks instead of going to Starbucks. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm still a Starbucks lover. I I, uh, switched to a decaf Americano, (laughs) iced decaf Americano. The cold brew after eight years really, uh, really wasn't too too comforting on a tummy. So, you know, it's so funny um, because I think prior to Starbucks and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think coffee was so complicated. Now there's all these choices. <laughs> you know, it's interesting where we've gone with coffee. Well, especially the foo-foo drinks. Do you uh, drink any of the fraps? You any, you try the uh, unicorn drinks or any of that stuff? Uh, no. <laughs> as, <laughs> as adventurous as I am in life, I'm a little less adventurous with my coffee. <laughs> oh. What do you put in your, uh, in what's going on in your latte? In my latte? Yeah. Um, pretty simple. Again, just the coffee, espresso, and some 2% milk. <laughs> so not too creative. Not bad. Not bad. How many a day do you, do you have? How many, sorry? How many a day do you have? How many cups? Um, well, the thing is I used to drink like three cups of coffee and I've narrowed it down to one now, which is fantastic. Cause you know, you just, you don't want to go overboard with anything in life. <laughs> Except music. There you go. (laughs) Susie Corey in the house. Thank you for being with me and everyone here today on Live on Air with Stephen Cuoco. And I'm going to say, let's get the show started. I'm ready. Empowering listeners from the US to the UK. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. I'm loving how this show is starting already with you. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because even before we got started, we had this whole like lengthy conversation, pretty deep. It it usually is best that way. It just helps with the flow and the energy and just a nice get to know. Yeah, you know, for me, a lot of these interviews that I do, um, there's no pre-planning. I don't kind of, I don't never ask anybody what is going to be the questioning or, you know, what are we going to talk about? Because it's kind of cool and you just let it flow. And I think you have that vibe too, which is, you know, it's it's an amazing way to be in life in general, not just interviews. Mm-hmm. Bring, bring me up to speed and share with everyone what's going on with you, your career, your business. And I know you just dropped 
love Re- love revolution recently? Yeah, um, about a week ago. And, you know, it's gotten great feedback. I'm really happy with it. And I think, you know, just a lot of times when people are, are putting out music, you know, there's the business side of it, of course, and you want success on that side. But I think, you know, when you have something that has a message that's important and you want to get it out there for different reasons, and it's not just for financial gain or for stardom, I think that's much more important because it comes from a deeper deeper level. And you're trying to create something that is going to create change, hopefully. And not to say, you know, I'm the one who's going to be the one changing the world. But if you can just give people something that gives hope and gives a feeling of love and understanding and with a great message, especially more than ever right now with everything we've got going on, you know, I felt like the timing was just perfect for the song. And so I'm feeling it, you know, getting it back from people and the reaction that it's getting. So I'm happy about that part. I wasn't too sure if I wanted to go here this soon but mm-hmm. I'm going to honestly say just to, you know, bring in more of the mood. You think we should listen to it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so people know what we're talking about. Yeah, let, <laughs> let's get it going. Love Revolution by Susie Corey.
like having a mimosa already. <laughs> Maybe I should go make one too. <laughs> That's what I need after the latte. You're right. <laughs> Uh-oh, something else is coming up. We're going to put that on pause real quick. <laughs> it's just going to keep going and going. That's what great goodness does. Well, I did tell you that I don't stop, so my music doesn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the continuous play. <laughs> uh, that was Secret Garden that was about to play, just for everyone to know. The, that's more of my spiritual song. <laughs> uh, tell me, what inspired you in this whole process? Um, are you talking specifically about Love Revolution or the whole thing of getting into the music? The whole thing. <laughs> we want it, We don't want just one cookie. We want the whole bag of Oreos. Got it. <laughs> um <laughs> So, you know, my story is, this is the just version because it's a long one, but, um, you know, from when I was a child and I think into my teenage years, that's when I discovered I wanted to be a performer. Um, I remember seeing Guns N' Roses for the first time when I was like 13. It was my first concert. And, you know, the energy and the rawness and that performance, that especially, you know, the whole band was fantastic. But when I saw Axl Rose, that just like something struck me and I went, that's Oh, and, you know, I remember telling my parents and they thought I was crazy and they said, hell no, you're not doing that. <laughs> so, you know, this is not the kind of family we are. This is not what we're going to get into. And I kind of drifted off into another path in life and, you know, ended up getting married, having kids um, and work my way up the corporate ladder. And I went to my second passion, which is travel and aviation. And I've worked in that for several years and certainly don't regret it because I've been able to travel the world. But it was only a few years ago um, that I ended up, you know, deciding that I want to follow my passion and my dream that I put aside for so many years. And, you know, you figure you just you have nothing to lose what are you waiting for and I think a lot of people do that where they put things aside and thinking one day you know I might do this well that one day is not guaranteed so whatever you've got to do you know and this kind of wake-up call just happened and that's when I started deciding that you know I was going to try and do this even though it was funny because at the time, you know, this was about four years ago when it was starting to come into my head to do this. Um, I had no experience. I had no connections in the industry. I've never taken formal music lessons, never really written a song. So I was literally starting, I wouldn't even say from zero, I'd say from somewhere below zero. And you know, to say, okay, well, where do I get started? And I did things like going to open jams around the city in Toronto where I live. Um, I met a lot of musicians. I asked a lot of questions and I was like a sponge, you know, just wanting to get information. Um, I started going to conferences, music conferences, connecting with people, even though at that point I didn't even have music written. I didn't have music myself. So it's not like I had something to show these people. But I found that later on when I did start writing and recording, which was in 2017, I had already made connections, you know, so, and that taught me early on connect with as many people as you can, um, because you don't know when those connections will come into play. And I think we were talking about that earlier before we got on air, where I said to, you know, it's about planting seeds and that's all you do. You just keep planting things. Sometimes you don't even know what the purpose of that is at that point in time in life, but it will come to help you later on. And uh, so, you know, there I, in 2017, I wrote and recorded my first group of songs. I was doing rock music because that's what I grew up on. Um, and I worked with a, a, an amazing artist here, John Angus McDonald, from a big Canadian band called The Truths. And he produced the songs. 
Um, and then a few months down the road, I decided I wanted to write some new material and ended up working with someone else I'd met later in the year. He actually lives in Burbank in California, um, and he's my current producer, Brent Woods. And something really strange happened when we started working together. We, we started co-writing songs and he was very insistent on finding my own sound, you know, so not trying to be anything or trying to imitate someone, which I was sort of trying to do when I first got into the music because, you know, being a lover of Guns N' Roses, I think I was trying to channel Axl Rose somehow. But when I started working with Brent, we focused on finding my own sound as something really strange happened, which is the music kind of turned to country more so than rock. So it's been an interesting journey so far. Rock or country or both, (laughs) which one is your real passion? Well, that's why I kind of call myself a country rock artist because, you know, it can go either way. And um, even when I perform, you know, a lot of my songs are, they're not straight ahead country. You know, I'm not sounding like I'm coming out of Nashville. Um, And I I think I kind of do that, not intentionally. It's just, I think the more you stay genuine to yourself, um, you will create something that's unique for you, you know, and not trying to sound like anyone else or anything else. And the fact that also I'm working, you know, with a producer in California, California, um, whereas most of the country artists I know of either work with someone here in Canada or in Nashville. Um, I think that also adds a different kind of style to it, you know, just because it's coming from a different place that that also has an effect somehow on it. But it's been an interesting journey. (laughs) What's very interesting is you were born in Beirut, correct? Yes. <laughs> and you, then your family ended up going to Toronto and staying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up in Toronto. I'm very thankful to my parents. And, you know, with all due respect to Lebanon, I mean, I'm proud to have been born there. But I literally came to Canada when I was eight months old. So I didn't learn a lot about uh, where I was born. But, you know, being Middle Eastern, I... Uh, have traveled there several times. I actually lived in the Middle East when I grew up later on and had a taste of it. So it was very interesting. And it was cool to kind of get in touch with my own culture, you know, of my family and get to know people and so on. And, you know, any time in your life when you can kind of broaden your surroundings and experiences, it's an amazing thing. And I think, whether you know it or not, it comes back to serve you in everything you're doing. So even, you know, with the music and stuff, I've had a lot of people tell me, you you don't sound North American, you sound like you have an international sound. And I didn't get that at first, but then I, I do now more so. Um, I think, you know, everything affects you somehow and influences you. And so the more influences you can get in your life and experiences, it's, I think it, you know, just makes it more interesting and more creative. So it's a fantastic thing. You've got a very light, very solid and grounded, you know, vibe about you. However, I'm going to, we all know like there can be challenges in life. Have you faced bullying in your career? Have you faced the pressure of being perfect in your career? Um, I, you know, I don't want to sound uh, <laughs> so optimistic about everything, but, you know, we chatted about this and I told you that kind of, I, I'm just a person who has um, a very positive outlook on a lot of things and perspective is so important, you know, not just in your career, in your life and everything. 
And I found and that doesn't mean I haven't been through difficult situations. Of course, you know, I'm human and every human being is going to go through loss. You're going to go through um, disappointments. But what I've learned, and I think, you know, it's very important to do that work before you get into something, especially like the music industry is doing the work on yourself and any industry really, you know, but especially the entertainment industry um, where people can be harsh. People can be very direct. And, you know, we even discussed this beforehand where I was talking about you put out a song and you're going to get several different reactions. It's the same song, but you're going to get people who hate it. You're going to get people who don't like it, who don't think it's good. You know, I think one, when you have the confidence in yourself and it's not a cockiness, it's a belief in why you did what you did. For example, the song, you know, the latest song, Love Revolution, um, you know, I have a purpose there and there's a message there and it's important for me to get it out to people. So it's not just self-serving. It's not about Susie Corey and here's my single and listen to my song. It's about, I'm trying to just spread something positive here. And if I can do that, that's great. Um, you know, and I, you, I got all reactions across the board of people saying, well, this doesn't suit our format. This is great, but it doesn't work for us. But you can't take offense to that because, you know, it's a matter of opinion. And again, if you have that confidence in yourself that you believe in what you've done, um, you don't take offense to those kind of comments. And you understand that there's a creative side, but there's also a business side to things. And, you know, it's not something you take personally. And that's very important. Again, coming into something like this where you're in the music industry, you know, I think taking things personally is not the way to go for sure. You just keep going, you know, no matter whether you get yeses, noes. And by the way, you know, it's very important to know, even when I get the successes, so people say, we love this. Oh my gosh. Yes. We're going to, you don't go over the moon with your reactions either. You know, you, you try and stay in an even calm place. So I don't overreact either way, not when things are negative, nor when they're super positive either. You know, if you start believing the hype too, that's just as bad as believing the negative stuff. <laughs> what I'm just processing a lot of just knowing of all the information here, wanting to get out a lot of those golden nuggets and to add your website is supreme, absolutely supreme. So whoever you, whatever's going on in the back end, bravo on the website. Thank you. Um, we also talked about that work. <laughs> I do my own, you know, pretty much all my own work. Um, and that's where it's been incredible as a learning process. You know, I'm a firm believer, throw yourself into things, do things you've never done before. And don't worry, you know, it's all a learning process. Right now, I'm in the midst of like, literally a week ago, I decided that I wanted to do this festival and put on a drive-in concert. And, you know, of course, people think you're nuts at first. Like, I have no experience, never done anything like this before. But I'm like, you know, I, I, I think this is totally doable. And I really want to do this because a lot of my musician friends, the local country artists that I know here, were so wanting to get out there and perform again, you know, in whatever format it takes on now that we are able to do um, as live performances. And if the driving concept is the way it's going to move right now, well, let's get on it and let's do something. And, you know, again, I'm just doing something that I've never done before. I have no experience. But just in the past few days, you know, from talking to 
um, the person who's giving us the land, to talking to local radio stations to get them on board, to trying to find a frequency so people can tune in using their cars. I'm learning all these things that I would have otherwise not known anything about. So that's life, you know, and it's a, everything is a learning process. And I think sometimes people are afraid to be challenged. They're afraid to do something they know nothing about. But that's where humility comes in. And you, you said about, um, uh, you know, have I ever been bullied or um, felt bad, you know, about things? I think you can't take things too seriously. I mean, obviously, I take the music seriously. I want to put good stuff out there. But I don't take myself so seriously that, you know, I take offense to things or anything. I, I make fun of myself myself. Mm. <laughs> I make mistakes. I do silly things. You know, I might try and do this festival and, you know, who knows how it's going to go. All I know is that my intentions are good. My my purpose for doing something like this is I want the artists to have the best day of their life, you know, best night of their life. And I want the people who come to have a great time. And let's remember what it's like to get together and listen to music and enjoy it. So that's my purpose behind it. Now, during the process of doing this, again, I'm the one benefiting in that I get to learn a lot. And, you know, you learn as a human, the things that you didn't know you were even capable of doing, all of a sudden you realize, wow, you know, I, I actually can get a lot done, <laughs> a lot more than I thought. And that was the same thing with getting into music. You know, like I mentioned to you that I got into it with no experience, no connections, nothing. And I'd been living in the Middle East for 13 years. So even when I moved back to North America, I didn't know a lot about the music scene. I didn't know bands, popular artists who was really in because you know the artists that are big in the middle east are not the same that what's going on here in north america so it's great to be learning <laughs> canada and the united states do you notice a lot of difference between what the music industry wants and what they expect from you even in comparison i know you did share about the middle east um, as well but what what are the learning curves or the the good learning of processing of how to maneuver through the music industry and entertainment industry have you found uh even compared to once again canada and the u.s well you know i wouldn't come off as an expert with the music industry because obviously i'm not you know i'm i'm also constantly learning and making connections i ask a, a lot of questions and trying to understand about the industry would i say there's a big difference i mean at the end of the day the, the music industry is a music industry it's probably just a bigger scale in the u.s relatively speaking because of population and so on like you know all of canada's 30 million and california's 30 million people so it's a much bigger market um in terms of you know as an artist how you look at I would only say always be you, you know, you can't be changing to accommodate for what you think people want or what the industry wants, because you could end up falling into a trap of trying to be something that already exists. And who wants to be like every other artist that exists anyways, you know, you then you're competing head on with the big names who've already made it. Um, being yourself and trying to forge your own path it probably gives you a better possibility of creating something exciting and something new. And why not try and aim for that? And, you know, it's not something you try and do intentionally. All it means is be who you are, you know, find who you truly are. And I've seen that the more genuine you are with people, that's what touches people. 
you know, and that's where you can strike a chord with people is honesty and being, you know, I don't put on this persona. So the things you see on social media, I'm not trying to pretend to be someone. I am all those people. I'm like, I'm the girl who likes wearing a cowboy hat and boots. You know, I'm the girl who likes wearing leather and being a rock star, you know, and being a rocker. Um, I have all these sides to me and it's okay to be all those things. And if it's not a cookie cutter thing that fits one particular mold, well, so be it. You know, I have to do something that I'm comfortable with and that I can live with. Cause I think that's also where some artists, you know, end up miserable. Even if they have huge success, they put themselves into a certain box or certain mold that they can't break out of because they've had such a great success with that, that they're stuck with it even though they know that, you know, either their agents, promoters, their record label, whoever has decided that for them and they have to go along with it, even if it's not who they really are. So be true to yourself. <laughs> Perfectly expressed. Absolutely love it. And you own all of your material, correct? Yeah. So I co-write my music with my producer, Brent Woods. Um, it's a 50-50. Uh, but the publishing, you know, yeah, I've got my own publishing company. And just a couple of weeks ago, I actually registered on paper. <laughs> um, I've got my own record label. Love, Rev I can't even say it. Love Revolution Records. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in stay independent as long as you can, you know, we're in a day and an age where as an independent artist, you have so much power and an ability to be able to make the connections yourself. You know, we were also talking about the fact like LinkedIn, I don't think enough artists use that. And yet that's one of the most powerful, powerful tools that we have. You've got the industry right there at your fingertips. You're able to reach out to people, you know, people like CEOs of labels and A&R companies and, you know, whatever it may be, um, it's, they're easily accessible and it just comes down to you. And are you going to make the effort to try and reach out to those people? So, you know, you don't necessarily need a label behind you. And in the day and age that we're in anyways, labels probably won't reach out to you until you don't need them anymore. <laughs> you know, you'd have to reach a certain level of success where you're actually already got your fan base and you're already huge. Well, at that point, why do you necessarily need a record label? You know, if anything else, they're just cutting into your profits that you could be taking and pocketing yourself. So it's an interesting time. That is happening more and more every day when, where artists are realizing they don't need a big record label. They're doing what you're doing. Right. And, you know, I was even telling you from my perspective for radio, for example, you know, we know that a lot of the major radio stations, you won't necessarily get airplay if you're not signed to a label. So I get that part of it, you know, that maybe that helps you out being signed to a label. Having said that, then you just take another approach. You know, it's like the saying that if you can't get through the door, you, you try the window. <laughs> so for myself, I've moved my target from going towards, um, you know, the major big commercial radio stations to smaller public radio, college stations, um, you know, universities, whatever it may be, local, you know, campus radio and stuff. So you just change your focus and then you're able to get the success. Yes, it's going to be smaller successes, but, you know, it doesn't matter. You're moving in the right direction. And if you create enough noise on that level, it will reach the people that you want to reach higher up. Now, will you be taking on, or re more and more specifically, representing artists under your new label? 
I think, you know, I, that's the way I'd like to go eventually. I think it's way too early only because I have kind of goals for myself. I'd like to reach a certain level of success as an artist myself, because then I know how it's done. You know, I don't think you want to take on other people when you yourself have not reach certain milestones, you know, um, once you're able to reach them and understand how it works and how to get there, then you can help others. Cause I've met a lot of talented people and that's kind of the reason why I started the label because I'd love to represent others. And as I'm going through this right now, I've actually had people approach me and say, Hey, can you manage me? You know, cause they see me doing things for myself when they find out that I you know, I book my own shows. I um, promote my own music. I've been able to get airplay on radio. Um, they want me to be able to help them out. And right now, I'm more than happy to help people if they just want to give me a call or reach out, send me a message. I'll give you whatever advice you want. But would I take on an artist? I think not yet. It's too early. Again, I'd have to get those successes myself so that I know how to get there, you know, and I'm still on my own journey right now. You're going to do very well. You've, you're a teacher. You're a mentor. There's a lot, a lot of great skills and mentorship that you can offer other people without the expectation that you have to do it or you need to do it. It's just, it's just made up of everything that's beautiful about you. Um, I hear it. I feel it. It's in your inflection. It's in your presence online. Uh, there's a big, huge stage waiting for you, Susie. And when you're ready Aww. to step on it, uh, you're going to, you're going to expand and, uh, create a lot of great safe space for people that are going to need you. Well, you know, life is very interesting and it throws you so many signs of the direction you need to take. I think it's just seeing those signs and understanding what they mean so that you can take advantage of the right things and be going on the right path in life. You know, I had, a couple of years ago, something happened to me where I kind of fell into doing motivational talks and it's nothing that I'd been planning. You know, I never had it in my head to be doing that. Um, but I started giving these talks and I realized how much I love it. Not from a perspective of, you know, preaching to people. Instead, what I do is I just tell my own story and how, you know, I decided at this point in my life with teenage children to all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, follow my passion of becoming a performer, which a lot of people might think, you know, it's crazy that who would do that when you've already got a fairly successful career in the, you know, business world. Um, but to take those chances, take those risks, I started telling that story and, you notice that, you know, your personal story, which started off being about you, all of a sudden is inspiring other people and how it can just be so contagious, you know, and spread. That's the incredible thing about all of this is it's, it has to be selfless. It's not about you, you know, but it's realizing that your purpose on this earth and in this life, and even in the thing that's your passion that you thought was for you has nothing to do with you. You know, and I remember reading a book by Simon Sinek, um, you know, Start With Why. And he talks about you have to know the reason why you're doing something. And even when I first got into this, I will never forget getting a book, you know, which is like my diary and writing, why am I doing this? I needed to understand why do I want to be a performer? What was the reason behind this? And I remember writing in it, you know, to write songs that touch people's souls. That's really what I want. So it's been my guideline through all of this. So, you know, when you're trying to make a decision on something, I keep questioning myself, why, what is my purpose for wanting this? Is it because I'm still aligned with that goal of wanting to touch people's souls and to, to 
bring positivity into people's lives. And if it doesn't align with that, well, then I'm doing it for the wrong reason. And that's where you have to be careful. But, you know, having that moral compass to help you is so important. And coming back to the whole thing of maybe not necessarily being with a big team of people and initially being as independent as you can, part of the reason that that's important is because if you listen to your own voice and nobody, nobody in this world knows what you need to do in your life more than yourself. But a lot of people don't listen to their own voice either because they've got too many people around offering opinions and reasons. And, you know, people can be very persuasive and convince you to believe that you think that that's the right thing when in your heart of hearts, you don't feel it's the right thing. So the more you can be on your own, listening to your own voice and following that instinct, you're going to be on the right path, you know, and that's helped me so far. Perfectly expressed. I think we should do another song. How about you? Absolutely. (laughs) What are you feeling? Um, probably the secret garden because you know to me that's a very spiritual song it's the first song that I put out with my new producer and I wrote that song because it's about a journey of self-discovery you know the secret garden is your soul and listening and going in that deep into yourself and rediscovering who you are you know it, it talks about kind of the idea of being a child when you're a child and you're unaffected by everything around you you pretty much know who you are. But as we grow up and as we become adults and you know, you start to be affected by your environment, your childhood, your parents, your family, friends, whatever it may be, um, you become a different version of yourself that's probably as far as possible from the person you truly are. And it's funny that as you grow older, um, if you do the work that you need to do, you actually, you know, can reverse that and go back inside yourself and rediscover who is at the core of yourself. And it, that's when amazing things happen, you know, and that's when you really shine and people can see it. It's like this internal light that glows. And I hate to sound all wah, you know, and spiritual, but it's it's the truth, you know. And so the, the Secret Garden is all about just rediscovering who's already inside you. And it's incredible when you do and you listen to that and you follow that path in life and nothing else. You know, you don't let anything detract you. The Secret Garden by Susie Corey. Welcome to the Secret Garden. Sit yourself right down. With love is overwhelming. your basic instinct and free yourself of thought now doubt cannot invade you or the peace you fiercely
I have one word. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. How do you feel? Um, you know, it's interesting to sit here and listen to my song as it's playing and still understand. And, you know, I get teary eyed. I do. And I remember people laughing at me and my friends, you know, because they know that I'll listen to my songs in the car and they're like, we don't really know a lot of people <laughs> like listening to themselves. And I go, oh, you know, it's not um, a selfish kind of thing. It's just um, to me, the songs mean a lot. And there's a lot of, you know, obviously my own personal story behind it. So I think it's, you know, I, I hope that people, it resonates with them and they can feel it too. And it provides some kind of hope for them because at the end of the day, that's what the songs are there for. It's for, you know, thinking about a lot of things that sometimes it's so funny. Sorry, I can go off in so many tangents, but with everything that's going on right now and people, you know, life is slowing down a little and people are having more time to think and to spend time with themselves, I think that's where people have to do a lot of self-reflection. And the reward of doing that is that you start to have these, you know, aha moments. And, um, you know, people might discover things about themselves that they really haven't known before. It's always been there, but they haven't really taken the time to understand it. And the minute you start to see those things and understand yourself better, It'll help you in where you're going with your life and the reasons why you're doing it. You know, so I think it's a very interesting time. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, let love rule. <laughs> it's all about love. You know, in life, there's either love or fear. Choose love. Favorite quote. <laughs> right. And what would be your favorite quote? Oh, favorite quote. I thought you were saying that's yours. Um, if you believe you can, and if you believe you can't, you're right. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Thank you for being with me here today, Susie. And uh, everyone, check out Susie Corey. And Susie, let's not forget the drops. Where can everyone find you? So my handle on all social media is Susie Corey, uh, S-U-Z-I-K-O-R-Y. Um, and my website, as you mentioned earlier, is www.susiecorey.com. So check it out. And remember, The Secret Garden, Love Revolution, played here on Power 98.5. Friend us on your socials and let's connect. 